0: Happy Hour with Julie and Liz.
1: So Liz, yes, per usual, we are going to start off Happy Hour with some really good news because, of course, it's lacking in the world right now, but none other than your hero and mine, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, tweeted out what can only be called a miracle that happened under his watch. Oh my Are goodness! <laughs> Thank God for Scott Gottlieb. Tell me more about the miracle. <clears throat> Thanks to his hard work at the FDA, of course, he used to be head of the FDA, which he has leveraged into becoming a multi-multi millionaire and media celeb, serving on many uh, big pharma boards, including Pfizer. But when he was back at the FDA, pretending to, you know, be a legit doctor. Um, He apparently was heavily involved in deregulating the frozen pie crust industry. Yeah. So his tweet today, as usual, also he likes to pat himself on the back. Thanks to his work, the American people are are free to add extra fruit, sugar, and make the pie especially thick. And then he linked to the Federal Register, which is, of course, the gazillion page document that tracks all the uh, federal government regulations. So, yay, you can go (laughs) buy your Mrs. Smith's cherry pie with more sugar, fruit, and a thicker crust. Can you –
0: we pay, the taxpayers, (laughs) pay for a government agency – to regulate cherry pies mm-hmm. i mean what and and apparently someone's labor <laughs> was spent on this very issue i know that a couple years ago there was a huge kerfuffle in the mayonnaise industry i don't know if you remember this but just mayo yes.
1: i do i covered it
0: yes that's right me too and big mm-hmm. egg big the big egg egg industry or whatever, (laughs) I don't know, were angry because the government has defined mayonnaise as containing eggs, but just mayo, which is a vegan option, does Mm. not have eggs. And there was a kerfuffle about whether just mayo should be allowed to use the label mayo because people would be confused, I guess, and they need to protect the consumer. From this deception, I don't know. I I it was ridiculous.
1: Um, they also did the same thing with milk, yes. almond milk, because of course uh, nuts don't That's lactate. That's still going on. I think so. That's still Should going on, and then there's another juice.
0: There's another nanny battle over calling um, high fructose corn syrup. Our manufacturers are trying to change the name of their product to corn sugar. Because high fructose corn syrup has a bad reputation now. So they Mm -hmm. want to change the name to corn sugar. And obviously the sugar cartel is not having it. And this has gone on for like a decade. And this all involves federal agencies. I mean, wherever your position is on what is the recipe for mayonnaise or what to call high fructose corn syrup, do we need the federal government involved? Why are you questioning Scott Gottlieb I know I'm sorry I shut up you know what I'm going to shut up and clap for the nurses
1: clap for the nurses everyone look away from everything else but Liz (laughs) his tweet today did bring to mind first of all the greatest decade of in American history which we were lucky enough to come of age in which was the 1980s and one of the hair band songs Are we going to play it? You're my cherry pie. pie. Cool (laughs) drink of water. Such a sweet
0: surprise. Well, you were more of a head banger, so you taste I, so good, make a grown man cry. <laughs> Sweet cherry pie, yeah. So Scott Go Gottlieb is America's cherry pie, you know. He, he needs America's some leather
1: pants and to grow out his Ugh. hair. Ugh. And like so maybe maybe we can dance on the roof of a car while he sings. I wonder
0: if he's going to be appointed to the Biden administration. No doubt. Well, no, why would he leave his gig? No, now? that's
1: true. He's making a lot go on a lot CNC. of money.
0: On that vaccine, he probably is getting like a commission
1: <laughs> on it. So let's talk about the vaccine list because of course we have a full plate as you know, every week we do, but a need um, a cherry pie. <laughs> Cherry pie. I mean, look, once you nail down a frozen pie crust, you are completely qualified to then decide the components of a mandatory vaccine for a flu-like virus. It's science. Don't science. you know? So Liz, tell us about what's going on with the vaccine The side effects we're hearing about, the mandatory uh, tattoos we're going to have to wear to prove that we have taken the vaccine, our human, our person papers. What's the latest?
0: Well, the vaccine started rolling out last week. We were assured that Trump was a dirty liar and there wasn't going to (laughs) be a vaccine this year from all of the corporate media slash advertisements. I just refer to them as advertisements like the whole newspaper, because they're really just advertising a narrative rather than giving information. And so um, it, it it it's out there and it was dispatched around the country. And there are different tiers for people to get the vaccine. The first tier of vaccinations will go to the frontline workers, hospital employees. And then I believe nursing homes and then um, I think it, it gets it's a little gray area after that. Um, yeah. Essential workers, which is obviously Jeff Bezos and Amazon, but not Frank's Diner, which it's probably closed <laughs> now, went out of business. Um, yes, it did. Good front point. Frontline, frontline workers, then older people with with health conditions. Um, I think regular regular old people, not old people, just regular Americans will probably start to get it if they want it in the spring. Um, Now, if you don't want it, you're going to have your life is going to get a little bit more complicated. It seems because there's a lot of talk about places refusing you your entry if you don't have it been vaccinated, airlines. I've heard her talking about this. Um, I, Yeah. So that is uh, up in the air right now, but it's seriously being considered and it's, it's actually quite terrifying. I mean, if we hit herd immunity, what's herd immunity, like 40 to 60% of the population, mm-hmm. then why does everyone need to get vaccinated? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just exactly. me. Right. So we don't, that's, that's up in the air, but, based on our incoming administration uh that now that biden has seized power um we will probably are look we are looking at something like that who knows gyms restaurants there's no limit to what can require what you can be required to uh produce that you've had a vaccine so you're able to enter now the bad news um more i guess that was bad news um more bad news is that there are side effects to this vaccine that Mm -hmm. we're learning about. Um, A couple people that we know of so far have experienced something called Bell's palsy, which paralyzes your face. Um, So there's that. (laughs) Um, But Liz,
1: it's not as bad as having the sniffles.
0: You know, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's, it's mostly temporary. So it's mostly temporary. And then today we learned of someone in Alaska who had a severe allergic reaction, was covered in hives, hives, had to get an um, epinephrine shot and then was admitted into ICU um, for more epinephrine, which is um, blocks aller- allergic reactions. So but for just precautions, she was just admitted into ICU for precaution, precaution. So, um And of course, reactions
1: to vaccines, I mean, you know, when your kids get vaccinated, you're told to watch out for any reaction, any rash or any kind. So I guess that's not uncommon. I think what makes people leery, though, Liz, and I'm sure you agree, is that this came to market so quickly and people are justifiably leery about it, especially considering some of the political actors behind it. And the political machinations, games that were played in, you know, delaying the announcement until after the election, et cetera. I think that that raises a lot of red flags. It certainly does for me. And so to see, I guess, of course, the media overblowing what would be sort of normal, maybe, ish, normal-ish reactions to a vaccine makes people even more skeptical.
0: Yeah, Um I think because we had a lot of people, influencers, if you will, um, raise doubts about the vaccine early, kind of early-ish on saying that, you know, they didn't, they wouldn't take the Trump vaccine.
1: and now Kamala
0: Harris. Kamala Harris is one of them. And now all of a sudden we're supposed to now take the vaccine. You know, now all of a sudden they want you to take the vaccine. Um, So... I think that's part of it. People are definitely concerned that it happened so quickly. Um, I don't know a lot about the process of getting a vaccine approved for the, by use for the government. Um, I do know that this is an RNA vaccine. So that means they're not injecting you with the actual virus to stimulate your body to make antibodies. But they're doing something that makes your cells react in a certain way that protects you against the virus. So I worry... That this is going to haunt us down the line, like there's some essential function that's be, have been altered in our cells, you know, right. for us, for us to create antibody, you know, for that makes ourselves create antibodies. I mean, what, what else could happen from that? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just raising these questions. We'll see, you know. Um, but people are getting it, and um, I heard that next week. We will be treated to a television event with Joe Biden getting his vaccine. And I'm hoping, maybe you are too, Julie, that Dr. Jill Biden it's, will administer the vaccine to Joe. You just took,
1: I hate when you take my punchline. <laughs> I had that all three months. Dr. Great mind. Jill. Okay, but how hilarious would that actually be if Dr. Jill, like, she had a stethoscope and, you know. Why her, not? Why not? Yeah. You know, I mean, the media
0: would just go o- along with it. They'd be like, as oh, long she as she totally, had the right
1: pumps. As yeah, long she, as she had the right pumps on.
0: Yeah, she, she's totally capable of, you know, administering a medical therapeutic. So I
1: feel like Joe Biden is the kind of guy who cries when he gets a vaccine. Where he's like, Ouch! Oh my god! I can't move my arm now.
0: Of a, a lollipop in his mouth, and maybe he'll
1: <laughs> a Jarrett. Maybe lollipop. he'll shut up. Yeah,
0: or an Ensure popsicle made up of Ensure.
1: I feel like he needs the vaccine because he could barely get through his, um, you know, freaky-ish Max Headroom acceptance speech. Another acceptance speech on Monday night, where he. Just coughed through the entire thing and then claimed he has a cold because, you know, people get colds when you're laying in bed all day and no one asks you to do anything.
0: Well, I just think they're setting the stage for Biden's exit, which I think will happen relatively quickly. And part of the reason I think that is because some of the Hunter Biden story is allowed to come out. And I just think they're, cause they're not going to keep him around. I mean, how long before no. he, he's, he's out.
1: Well, let's talk about quickly. The inauguration ceremonies. inauguration day is filled with pomp and circumstance. It's physically grueling for whoever's involved in it. You know, they, the festivities start early, then you know, there's all the gallantry of taking the oath of office. You deliver your first official address to the American people. Then there's the parade. Then there's signing ceremonies with members of Congress. And then, uh, obviously, inauguration balls. There's the luncheon, then balls, etc. It's a long day, right? So when you're only used to working 12 minutes every other day to try to get yourself In shape to deal with a 12 hour day introducing, you know, meeting your subjects and telling them, you know, I'm here to rescue you from the bad orange man. That's not going to happen. Right. So this is going to be a virtual inauguration for the remote president of the United States. They're reimagining the parade. That should be interesting. Probably some freaky car parade or a Zoom parade because that's not terrifying. Um, obviously the inaugural balls, we'll see where he manages to show up. If he does, oh, I think they're going to cancel
0: all of, I think they're going to cancel all that stuff.
1: They won't have anything. Nothing. No,
0: I don't, th- I don't think they will. How can they have anything, you know, yeah. like if the, either they're believe the things they say about having gatherings with, I don't know, more than 10 people or whatever the proper number is now, then how can they have any of them? They can't have one ball. You know, they they I think the whole thing is going to it's going to be like Max Headroom or something. It's all going to be in a studio and then that's it. And they say we're not going to have it because
1: he's too dangerous. Right. So but to your point, they're going to continue to use covid ginning up the hysteria to keep Biden away from the public, to keep him out of the media's eye, to prevent the press from asking him any tough questions yesterday during his quick appearance. I I don't remember what it was for. Um, Peter Ducey from Fox News tried to ask him a pretty tepid question about Hunter Biden. He walked off the stage and then whoever the pool reporter who is allowed to then accompany, uh, Biden and represent the media pool, um, did not ask that question of Joe Biden. So, the COVID cover-up will continue into at least the first 100 days. He's now going to make a, announce some kind of mandatory mask requirement. It's going to and- be
0: forever. It's going to be his whole term. And, and if he's out in two months and Kamala comes in, she'll get the same treatment. No one is going to ask them the kinds of questions that Trump got. Um, and then so occasionally a couple of them will complain that, you know they just don't have access to the president, even though they had mm-hmm. a lot of access to Trump, and all they did is scream and shout about it. So, I don't, I don't expect you don't think Jim Acosta is going to be asking snarky questions to you.
1: No way. Oh God, no, no.
0: This is not going to happen.
1: So that's what is sort of terrifying for all of us, um, especially parents who are eager to get our kids back to college normal, college campuses, not police states, get our kids back to pricey public high schools that we pay a lot of property taxes for. My daughter uh, is now entering, well, it's her second semester of high school, junior year. We just got notified we'll be hybrid yet again, which means two days in with a freaky setup. And all the winter sports again have been canceled this is, of course, the leverage that the teachers unions are using that Biden will capitulate to and has talked about a one hundred billion dollar at least bailout for schools to what open up better ventilation systems. It's not. It's just going to give be a giveaway to the teachers unions for helping him win. Um, so this is it, it's there. I just don't see any way out of this. Oh, no,
0: there is no way out of this. It's going to be it's going to be ugly. And. um, One thing we have to watch and see for is what happens in the Georgia Senate race, you know, will the Republicans control the Senate if they do, there'll be a very tiny amount of resistance to Biden Biden's agenda. And if they don't, then we're just going to go off the cliff really fast. Which, you know, at this point, I'm very little allegiance to the GOP Senate.
1: So as I know you don't either. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, it's been a few weeks since we had our, our good friend Dave Raboy on the show. And we talked about the Republican Senate and keeping the need to keep the Senate in Republican hands. I have not seen anything from Republican leaders. In fact, quite the opposite Um that gives us any reason to keep these people in power. They've completely wasted their power. They've weaponized it against the president. Um, Mitch McConnell took to the Senate floor this week, congratulated Joe Biden, you know, talked about working together on various issues, things that we never heard from Democratic leaders in four straight years for Donald Trump. Um, But there is one Republican Senator who has some guts at least, and that is Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. We could talk about the hearing that was Wednesday. I know that you watched a lot of it. Um, so I don't know. I who knows what's going to happen in Georgia when you have the same election, they're administering the same election mail-in balloting using the same voting system that has caused so much skepticism and outrage about Georgia going to Joe Biden. I I. I I don't know. Nothing is working in the Republicans' favor right now. And especially Republicans are the ones really causing the problems, in my opinion.
0: Well, you know, the question is why do you vote for a Republican senator or a congressman? Right. What, like, why do you vote for that person over the Democrat? Now, for me, I vote, I used to vote Republican going to probably change my registration but i vote for i don't well let me tell you i don't vote for republicans so they can open post offices with ribbon cutting ceremonies right and so it seems like on the tough issues that what with, which is what Mitch McConnell was referring to when he issued a warning to the senators, you know, don't put them in an uncomfortable position. What uncomfortable position? This is literally why you're there. Um, right. It it, it, it it was just mind boggling. Oh, I'm sorry. It's You don't want to be in an uncomfortable position? Then maybe you should have another job Um, <laughs> to say, hey, wait a minute. These election results are really suspicious. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered and they're not getting answered. And in fact it's, we're getting blocked when we try to get answers. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I was, I was a little disgusted with Mitch McConnell. He didn't give the courtesy to Trump that they all gave to Gore when he wasted 37 days, not wasted. He went through his process to, um, you know, figure out what was going on in Florida and they, you know, they want this over and all of them have just been gritting their teeth to get through Trump while they are, um, getting the advantage of Trump, Trump's fundraising ability. They're getting money that Trump has fundraised and now they're undermining Trump and the Trump agenda. So, um, there's just a couple of senators who aren't disgusting pieces of shit, um, You know, Rand Paul gets feisty. But even so, I think a lot of it is um, like a controlled uh, opposition where they have a little bit of leeway, but then they know how far they can go. Right. Like, I think that McConnell allows Rand a little leeway to do his like libertarian shtick, but only so far. Mm -hmm. You know, because not a single Republican senator is willing to stand up and say, I am absolutely going to challenge the results of the election when the electors come to dc to you know when we start when we recognize you know certify the vote they're they they will not do it why won't they do it why
1: why won't because
0: well because mitch mcconnell basically laid down the the rules which was implicitly if you do that you will not get any more money you won't get money from the RNC, you won't get money from the committees, you will not get any, you're going to get yanked off your committee assignments. If you're a chairman, you will lose that you will get put on the underwater basket weaving committee. Um, So your name will not be on any legislation, you won't be able to pass legislation, we won't be doing anything in your state, you know, we won't be giving you a scooby snack to take home to your to your state. So the that's what you're up against if you
1: cross Mitch McConnell. Look, they want Donald Trump out of the White House. It's obvious. Everybody knows that they haven't wanted to, because Trump and his supporters try to hold these loser, these lazy asses beat to the fire. Right. And so they want him out. They don't want to be held accountable they want to go along with Biden, get back to their trade deals and their immigration compromises and the good old days. Um, that's what they want. Um, and so, yeah, it's anyone who thinks that there's going to be some miracle on January 6th is sort of fooling no. themselves because it's already it's done. And that's what Mitch McConnell signaled this week.
0: Really, the question is what what's going to happen in the Senate? I mean, are people with in the Georgia election you know are people really pissed and also suspicious that the same machines that caused so much question for the presidential election are the same machines and the same um, election agitators involved in the in the senate election so they're just not going to vote that's a really that's that's something we'll have to see how it how it pans out but also what what's going to happen to the party in the future? Because I think there are a lot of Trump voters who aren't Republicans. Um, And I think there are Republicans that are now Trump voters and they're now Trump voters and not Republicans anymore. So we'll see what's going to happen to the party. I think a lot of these Republican elected officials who were weak, who either did not do everything they could to fight back against these ridiculous, election regulation changes that were unconstitutional or didn't fight at every step of the way. I mean, I think these people are never going to hold public office again.
1: What um, can you talk a little bit about Ron Johnson's uh, committee hearing on Wednesday that talked about the election fraud? Because he actually, I mean, his committee, he wanted to issue subpoenas related to the Burisma investigation. Uh, Mitt Romney, who is on that committee, refused to sign off. But he did issue a report on Hunter Biden in September. I think he's been trying to do work amid a lot of pushback and resistance from his own Republican colleagues. So on Wednesday, his committee held a hearing into election fraud, uh, there was some fireworks there, which was nice to see between Ron Johnson and Gary Peters, uh, who stole the Michigan Senate seat from John James, thanks to <laughs> the bullshit that happened in Michigan. But anyway, they got into it. So do you want to talk a little bit, um, tell our listener uh, uh, what went down on Wednesday?
0: Yes. Yeah, so S- Senator Ron Johnson held a hearing on the oversight Senate oversight committee and he had i think there were 5 witnesses um Ken Starr uh two Trump lawyers um a Pennsylvania state legislator and then the Democrats witness was Chris Krebs who <laughs> was fired um from his job as the cybersecurity chief Uh, at the Homeland Security Department. He was fired after he came out in November and said that this was the most secure election we had ever had in the history of the world. And of course, he had not done any investigation. He didn't investigate machines or read affidavits or anything like that, but fine. So those were the people at the hearing. Um, It kind of broke down the way you would think the Republicans asked the witnesses questions. The Democrats said the Republicans were pushing unsubstantiated fraud claims and then asked Chris Krebs when so that he would promptly belch out that it was a secure election and there wasn't any hacking. But then he did admit that he didn't know anything about fraud. So I guess um, when you are a fraud, there's that takes one to know one. Boy, that guy. So um, there was a really heated exchange uh, between Representative Peters, who stole uh, a seat from a good Republican candidate in um, Michigan, Wisconsin or Michigan? Michigan, and he was the minority ranking member on the Democrats. Got into it with Senator Johnson because the uh, Senator Peters was. had been saying, you know, that Johnson is a Russian asset because, you know, he was defending the president or just trying to go by the book and was a straight shooter on a lot of the Russia collusion hoax. So they got into a big fight because the Democrats spent four years claiming that Russia altered the result of an election and basically tortured this country for four years and undermined the president who had been elected by this country without foreign interference, I might add. And so they got into like a a big tiff. Um, I do know that some witnesses with inflammatory material to reveal were uh, canceled at the last minute. Um, And Mm -hmm. this is what I mean when I say that there's like some wiggle room, but there's a line. So I think that Johnson was allowed to have the hearing but he wasn't allowed to like go all the way. Right. And, um, so, you know, also it's really another episode of failure theater. I mean, we had this hearing people who follow, have been following the developments from the election already know who the people are that were testifying. One of them was a Trump lawyer in Nevada. Another one I think was one of the Trump lawyers in Pennsylvania. Um, we know what well, the stars is from Wisconsin, I think. Oh, Wisconsin, was- I'm sorry. Yeah. Wisconsin, one of them was a state representative from Pennsylvania. We, we know what these people are saying, so it's not news to us. The question is, you know, what's going to happen now? And the answer is not a damn thing, okay? Um, right. The federal government has a limited amount of control over how states choose to conduct their elections. So – It's up to the states to to make the regulations. In particular, it's up to the state legislatures. And then if those regulations aren't followed, well, it's up to the states to 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 go after the people that, you know, broke their rules. And I don't think that they're going to. I I don't see that happening. What do you think, Julie?
1: No, you know, here's the frustrating part. I had a piece up this week that talks just talks about a few of the really um, infuriating court decisions that have been made, not the least of which was the Supreme Court refusing to hear the Texas lawsuit, I guess, claiming there's no standing and that constitutional experts arguing that how one state holds their election does not impact another state, which is ridiculous. Of course it does, because now states that cheated, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Nevada, people who cheated, who broke the laws. It wasn't a matter, the Texas lawsuit was not about trying to control state election laws. Their argument, which was rooted in a lot of evidence, is that those election laws passed by the state legislature under the Constitution were broken, and they were flagrantly broken in many cases by unelected government hacks like Kathy Bukvar in Pennsylvania, who is an appointed Secretary of State, not elected. She was appointed by Tom Wolf. She changed all the rules at the last minute. The Wisconsin Election Commission also changed the rules at the last minute. There wasn't really time and here to to rectify that, since voting was going on as they were changing the rules. But here's a question, Liz. Why is it the Trump presidential campaign or his legal team or anyone in the future? Why is it their responsibility to make sure that election laws are being enforced in these states? You can't possibly have a legal team work that quickly, get all of the evidence together, file the lawsuits, have hearings, have a judge make any determination or a court, when laws are broken, who is ultimately responsible for rectifying that or for making charges or correcting it? Wouldn't it well, be attorney yeah. generals in those states or, say, even the U.S. Department of Justice? The well, Trump campaign was really flying on its own until the Texas attorney general stepped in and others signed on. Why Why does Rudy Giuliani have to go litigate all of these instances of, of cheating, of lawbreaking, when law enforcement officials aren't doing it? makes no sense to me. Well, it really is up to the
0: states to to police themselves in a way and not just people like the secretary of states and the governors who are making up rules outside the scope of the legislature. But what about prosecuting individuals who were kicking out people from their job as being poll watchers? Um, how are those are those? Is anything going to happen to those people? No, um, it, it's like nothing is going to happen to any of these people. So there's no reason for it not to happen. And there's been this creep over the years of Mm -hmm. election shenanigans where it happens. People look the other way it in and it, and it just gets worse and worse and worse because there's no consequences for it. So it's not just the people at the high level. The question is who was running these counting facilities that allowed Republican poll watchers to get blocked or allowed counting in secret rooms? How about the person that allowed the ballots to be counted in Georgia when they lied and sent people home where they pulled out suitcases and cases of ballots? How come that person's not in trouble? Um, But they're not in trouble. So I, it's, it's, it's weird. It's something that I think no one, when when we were forming the government of the United States, there's so many things that were thought of in advance, you know, things like the Electoral College and mm-hmm. um, that protect from mob rule and from brute force. But nobody, I th- we just didn't predict that the states would be so partisan that they would rather everyone think they cheated but still have power than make sure that There was faith from the public in the election in the in the election results. And we really saw that for certain in 2016 when we got four years of telling people that the election was not there was no integrity in the election and the election was stolen and that the Russians hacked into the uh, into the presidential results. So they don't care if people have no faith in the institutions. That's really what this is about. So right. I don't think, I don't think anything's going to happen. And I don't know if the, I, I don't even want to say Republicans, but I don't really have another word for the Trump supporters because this isn't about Trump. Um, that's a mistake the Democrats are making. They think this is about Trump. Well, it really it not Well, most of them think it's about Trump. So the, a few of them want to put down just any opposition to the to the, their plans. But th- there has to be a way to elect people in these states that will enforce the law. The problem is the way we get those people into office is corrupted. <laughs> so it's just like we're kind of shit out of luck.
1: Well, w- and what's really frightening for the future is how these courts are codifying this bad behavior. So you're talking about poll watchers being left far away or closing up or obstructing any views in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. You had the Pennsylvania Supreme Court say that observers are there if they can observe that they're technically fulfilling the statutory duties of what You're just there to observe, they said. You could see the area. Even though you were 20 feet away, you were behind like a waist high wall. People were harassing you, threatening to throw you out. But you could observe what was going on. Now, of course, you couldn't see the envelopes to make sure that the signatures were right or that the ballots were marked properly or that there were no additional markings to the envelopes. All of the details that um, a ballot has to, all the requirements that a ballot and envelope have to meet before they're they're valid. The observers couldn't see that. But you had the Pennsylvania Supreme Court saying, well, that's OK. It's still followed the law because you could observe what was going on. Same thing in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin Supreme Court decides five to four or excuse me, four to three that um, because the state legislature did not delineate what an address is, meaning it didn't lay out what normal people know an address to mean, a street number, a city, a zip code, the state. Because the state didn't do that, it was A-OK for Milwaukee County election workers to just fill in any missing details for the witness address on the certification envelope. They're basically doctored by who knows what election worker. The voter didn't even know about it. The witness didn't know about it. But because... The legislature did I mean, there. It's like Bill Clinton. What's the meaning of it? what is the meaning of is is that's what they're doing. So now in future elections, unless the state legislature clears this up or they police their own unelected bureaucrats who are making up their own rules at the last minute, the courts are basically saying all of this is fine.
0: Well, and it wouldn't be fine if the shoe were on the other foot. You know, like if it were Democrats suing Republicans because Republicans had uh, refused entry to um, Democrat poll watchers, it would just be a totally different story. That's how you know this is just nothing more than political power grab.
1: And it's really hard to say where you go from go from here. Well, we know Republicans in Washington aren't going to fix this. They don't care. Um, You know, there's Republican legislatures in all of these states. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan are all led by Republicans. What are they doing? What have they done? Nothing. I mean, they held some hearings. They made some noise. You know, they pretended that they were, you know, the new sons of liberty. But at the end of the day, they didn't really fix anything. They sent up um, alternative electoral states. That's going to go nowhere. So. Ultimately, the responsibility was with these Republican legislators who who failed. I mean, Trump and his voters have been failed every step of the way. But I think the smack in the face from the Supreme Court probably stings the most because they refused to hear the initial Pennsylvania case before the election where um, the secretary of state extended the mail and ballot deadline three days after the Supreme Court refused to hear that Amy Coney Barrett wasn't on the court yet, but they still rejected it. And then to uh, <laughs> not only to refuse to hear the Texas case, another ruling that came down this week, which makes no sense, is they denied. The state of Kansas's appeal of an ACLU lawsuit um, that overturned Kansas's proof of citizenship requirement before you were allowed to re-register to vote under the Motor Voter Act. So that Kansas let uh, Secretary of State and legislature proved you have to show a passport, you have to show a birth certificate. ACLU found a few plaintiffs, they sued. Um, it got upheld by lower courts, went to the Supreme Court this week. The Supreme Court, who is all about protecting the sovereignty of states to determine their own election law, based, allowed that those ruling to stand. It's like whiplash. <laughs> right. How do you resolve that constitutionally? How does that well, I don't make think sense? you do.
0: but we're beyond that.. Yes, right? I think the are. court right. is always we're, we're beyond that. Um, We've been beyond that and it's just getting worse where the court doesn't want to make. Nobody wants to make uncomfortable decisions anymore that, you know, per Mitch McConnell. Now the Supreme Court, they don't want to make uncomfortable decisions anymore. So you're right to point out that it's just totally inconsistent. But we're in just this is just a a will to power contest. That's all it is. Right. And that's it's a scary time. I know. I think, I feel like I say this every show and it's super dark, but, (laughs) but it's true. If we don't have the law that, that governs us and governs us, you know, regardless of specific circumstances, then we do just have a bunch of competing interests and might makes right. And so That's that's what, what are you going to do? I do think a lot of these Republican elected officials in the swing states where this was the most outrageous, I do think that they are going to be in a lot of electoral trouble because they may be trying to blow this off, but I can assure you that their their constituents are not and they are pissed off and people are going to not going to forget this. I know there have hardly been any consequences for the crazy, um, behavior over the years, we keep looking the other way. We yep. accept it. Um, okay. You're going to repeal Obamacare. Okay. You never did that. <laughs> you know, right. all the things that they said that they were going to do that they didn't do. Ah, uh, well, whatever. They're still in office because, you know, the senators don't care if they're in the majority, they just care if they're a Senator, that's, it's easier for them if they're not in the majority because then they don't have any responsibility. They can
1: be like, oh, look, we're fighting. We're fighting. Well, that's why I wonder if they really want to lose. They they don't care. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Really? Well, and even if they get those two Senate seats in Georgia – you know, a Mitt Romney is going to switch parties to an independent. He's going to caucus with the Democrats because that's where he feels most comfortable. He always he was to. a Democrat. He
0: doesn't need to now because Trump is gone and the Republican is Party is going to be able to go back to flying their freak rhino flag. <laughs> right. I mean, Romney didn't have an issue with the Republican Party. He just had an issue with some of the senators that that align themselves more with Trump than he did like. The Lin- Lindsey Graham, who, you know, he's an opportunist or right. um, the Ted Cr- Ted Cruz, who um, I don't I don't think Ted Cruz actually likes Donald Trump. But I think that he didn't hate him enough to let his principles go down the garbage when when there was crazy shit going on. So there's a couple senators that did and McConnell had to pretend to make nice with trump while thwarting his agenda but now that trump is gone romney doesn't have a need to to do that because you know mitch and and joe biden they're buddies they've already met you know yep. he's looking forward
1: to working together my, coll- my former colleague usual. both colleagues but you know both colleagues our former colleagues joe biden and kamala harris were so happy to have them back like dude they're buddies <sighs> you saw lindsey graham fist bump
0: kamala after yep. um the election was stolen, you yes. know. He's he's good to go. So I don't think Romney's gonna is gonna switch parties because that would probably make his reelection a little harder in Utah. But yes. but I do I I think he'll be happy now. You know, he he um you know he's gonna be at home when all the senators are gonna go back to not doing a damn thing and not fighting a Biden agenda or putting up a weak fight, putting up a failure theater display. Oh, we're trying really hard, but we can't because the president's a Democrat. That's what we're going to hear. We're trying. We're going to send out emails. I'm on Hannity tonight. Watch me yell about (laughs) it. That's what we're going to get.
1: You know, I'm right. We're, we are going to get to the bottom of everything. Why do you sound so cynical? It's only a matter of time. We're going to get to the bottom of Benghazi. We're going to get to the bottom of Hillary's email server. We're going to get to the bottom of FISAgate. We're going to get to the bottom of Hunter Biden. It's happening, Liz. Trust the plan and clap for the nurses. There's, it's never
0: going to happen. It's <laughs> Look, they still haven't repealed Obamacare. For two years, we had a Republican president and a Republican Congress and a Republican Senate. Why wasn't that the first thing to go? Right. Thanks, and there's John just... McCain. It, it it's going to be inertia it's going to be posturing it's going to be failure theater that's what it is now the question is what will happen in 2022 um will these people lose their offices i don't know i think so. i think they will i people are pretty pissed
1: off i don't think this is going to go away so liz to your point there what donald trump leaves the way We have to get the jaws of life to extract him from the Oval Office. He's out of the White House. Where does he go? What does he do with the fury of the majority of 74 million Americans? Because you also know there'll be plenty of Trump voters who'll be like, well, you know, it's over for the good of the country. We support Joe Biden. But you are still going to have tens of millions of really pissed off voters, plus people who are locked down, losing their businesses. Kids aren't going to school, haven't seen grandma, who knows if she's still alive. She's been in a nursing home by herself for nine months. So what does Trump, his family and his supporters, what do they January 20th, January 21st, 2021?
0: Oh, I think um, I think he's going to leave. I I think all this thing about Trump not leaving and the military having to pry him out with a can opener and all that stuff. I just think that's total garbage. I think he'll leave. What's he going to do? I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's going to start a media company. I don't know if he's going to start another political party. To be honest with you, I don't know what he's suited for because I don't think he – I don't know if he can run a political party, you know? Oh, God, no. Because he put all the wrong people in charge. Right. So I – I have no idea. I'm sure he's going to do something. I'm, I'm inclined to think he's going to set up some kind of media company. But do you think he would host our podcast? He, maybe he would be a guest <laughs> on our podcast. Yes. That would be awesome. May, wouldn't it be, maybe he'll go back to um, Mar-a-Lago. Apparently today I read that his neighbors have written letters asking him not to come back. So I guess he could just you know, throw away Mar-a-Lago and be like, oh, guess I can't ever go there again. Right. Stupid. So sick of these people. So Um, sick of it. But I, 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 my guess would be, he's going to set up like some kind of media entity and maybe he'll run again in 2024. I don't know. Hard to say, you know, we don't have a deep bench. You know, we have a lot of McCain's, a lot of Romney's, we don't have a lot of, Fire breathers. I do think Ron DeSantis is well-positioned. Yes. Yep. And then that's about it because, you know, I know that the establishment thinks that people are going to vote for like a Nikki Haley or a Rubio. That ship has sailed. That's not going to happen.
1: No. And I think I heard from some people that Rubio might not even run for uh, reelection. He's up in 2022. We're going to lose a few Republican senators, 2022 good riddance to Richard Burr, good riddance to Pat Toomey, people like that. It'll be interesting to see who runs in those primaries in a state like uh, North Carolina, a state like Pennsylvania. Will those be, will the test in 2022 in those primaries be your allegiance to not Trump himself, but you know, Trump supporters, MAGA, Mm -hmm. his agenda, his, approach really versus the rhinos. And I wouldn't even call John McCain a rhino. He was a Democrat at when he left, when he finally left. Um, So I guess that that will be the big test it to see if this really has legs. I think that it does. Oh, absolutely. But, and I mean, there'll be, there'll be races next year. There's always an off year, obviously Virginia uh, governor's races is next year. I'm sure. Sh- Who's even running as a Republican? Oh, Do they have I don't know. We on? have clowns here. Um, I'm not optimistic. Okay. But there'll be gubernatorial races, obviously. You know, there's going to be some special election if he picks up congressmen or, uh, to serve in the cabinet. Um, so it, it, I, time will tell. But Trump is still going to be, in many respects, the most powerful politician in the country. Joe Biden might think that he is Kamala Harris, Chuck, they might think that they are. Donald Trump will still be the most powerful politician. He uh, will out of office.
0: And the smart move for Trump, if he's listening, and I I'm sure he is. Mm -hmm. You need to sever all your ties with the RNC, because what we don't want is for Trump to leave office and then for him to go out and campaign for the Republicans. Because mm-hmm. just cart you know, just across the board. Oh, you're the Republican nominee. I'm I'm endorsing you. What he should do is be very picky about it. He wasn't in the last four years because he trusted a lot of very bad advisors. Um he on, on who to back. He can't do that. He cannot do that again. He has to be very clear. He and that will be then he will truly be a kingmaker if he breaks away from the Republican, the the National Committee and the Senate and, Repo- and the House committees and says, I'm not endorsing whoever you say. I'm going to decide who I want to endorse if they're down with my agenda. He does need to do that. I mean,
1: I think the Republican Party, as it is right now, is in a lot of trouble. Oh, because- yeah right? I mean, they were not prepared for this election. They've been raking in money. They didn't spend it where they should have. They were late comers in any of the cases where they did help any legal challenges. They pivoted right away to the Georgia Senate race when people were still like, wait a second, we're still waiting for these, this election cheating to be resolved. We don't give a shit about Georgia right now. So yes, could he start some kind of, I mean, it's always hard to Third parties sound nice, but it's really hard to put that type of apparatus together, especially at the local level. Um, Or do they just hijack the existing establishment GOP? No, you can't
0: do that. You can't. Um, Okay. because because the actual leadership of the Republican Party is the problem. It's not just the RNC proper it's the state parties it's the county parties y- you can't you can't fight that you can't take it over those systems are rigged to keep out people that aren't on board with the agenda so you really do need to just start another party and I'm fine with that yeah I'm fine with it I, I don't care um, I think that's probably the better route because there's just such a huge chunk of voters and also there's There's a lot of crossover with people who used to be moderate Democrats and don't know what the fuck has just happened to the Democrat Party, which is going to be very radical, right? They want to get rid of the cops and all sorts of other crazy stuff. So I I think that there's definitely um, room for a more populist political party. So good riddance to uh, what about you?
1: What do you think, Julie? I mean, I think if there ever was a time where the groundswell could make this happen, it's now. I mean, even back in 20, 2009, 2010, after Obama, people knew that Obama was elected fair and square. They knew what was coming. They were prepared for it. Um, you had kind of the same theory at Republicans, you know, for not fighting a little bit harder. Of course, they picked up a ton of seats in 2010, uh, but, But this is different, right, because they didn't feel like this has just been an ongoing assault, not just against Trump, but his supporters for five solid years now. And then the final um, just nail in the coffin, stealing the election, which is really what they did, and the Republican Party doing nothing in its power to either prevent it or rectify it afterwards. So yes, I, I think that there is, if any, and if anybody could make it sort of happen, it would be Trump. But I think you're going to see this, you know, play out at the local level too, state legislative races, um, where you're going to have people really pissed off and, and challenging their establishment, do nothing Republican, you know, state lawmaker or state Senator, I think that that is going to happen.
0: Right, well, I agree with you. I think because the betrayal was at that level, um, it wasn't just your senator or um, your representative in the house in it. You know, in a national capacity, you literally had your local legislators sell you out. Yes. Um, and right. so, based on what I know and the people I've talked to around the country, they are. Very angry. So I think change uh, A change is a coming. Hope and change. I'm just kidding. Not that. Um, <laughs> well,
1: we do have hope and change back because as our friend Lee Smith has pointed out, Biden is just the avatar for the third Obama presidency. And so we already see that happening as he's reappoint as Biden is pretending to know that he's appointing all of Obama's loyalists, including the coup plotters and sure. uh, russia collusion propaganda so well the good news
0: julie is that the news cycle is going to slow down because the news media is going to basically tap out um so yeah. i feel like i've had 10 news ten, <laughs> 10 presidential terms of news in one
1: um they're so exhausted but now they just complained all the time now there's I mean, not no, nope. they'll just go back to worrying about Dr. Jill's, you know, what pumps she's wearing and fall for Joe Biden's latest story of why he has a black eye or why he has a broken elbow or, you know, why he hasn't been seen in public for 5 days. They'll just be like, "Oh, well, yeah, he's got a hey, what's bit of a the cold. latest
0: on. Do we I haven't heard anything about Joe's foot. Is it all better?"
1: Um, apparently it's it's healed. Okay. You know, it, if it were Trump. Fast. We would have had wall to wall coverage. Demands for the X ray. We would want the Second dog to testify. We would subpoena the dog. Make you know. Yeah. Make sure that story jive. Nope. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Well. Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: And so we still have our cherry pie,
1: though. Liz. We do.
0: And honestly, I don't even like cherry pie. Isn't something I normally eat. Um. But now I'm craving it. It's weird because. Oh. I haven't had cherry pie in like 30 years. It's just not something I I eat and I don't even choose to eat it when it's available. But now I'm like, hey, that cherry pie looks good. Also, black forest cake, you know,
1: cherry adjacent dessert. I don't know. I think I hate. I don't like fruit. I force myself like I'm having a fruit smoothie right now because it's the only way I can tolerate. I hate fruit. I just don't like it. But cherry. That
0: is, that is just not. Right. I mean, I don't eat fruit because I don't eat sugar. There, I rarely eat sugar. But man, you grapes, just wine,
1: wine, wine.
0: (laughs) You mean wine? Plenty of
1: grapes. Trust me, (laughs) grapes are not the problem. I just, I don't have a sweet tooth at all. So I think that's why I don't like fruit. Cherry is definitely at the very bottom of any fruit I could tolerate. Why couldn't you do like a French silk pie? Like that's would that you eat? Could... So on Thanksgiving, the no pumpkin pie thing. for you. No, um, I make it. I actually make pumpkin pumpkin cheesecake oh, yeah. for my family because they like it. But I would get myself a French silk pie and I would eat the entire inside of it. That's delicious by myself. I
0: could. That makes sense.
1: I mean, that's, should, that
0: is a delicious pie. We need a song. You're my French pie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if Warren's around and maybe they can do a reunion. I show. think they're at
1: my shuttered pub down the street. Looking or for they a could be. In,
0: they're, they're pretty old. So they may have been in one of Cuomo's nursing homes.
1: <laughs> they're in the LTC for 80 hair bands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With so, David Coverdale and david lee roth
0: well that's our hour (laughs) and went by quickly as it always does but thank you so much for joining us we will be here next week you can hear our next show on friday and you can subscribe on itunes have a great week thanks for listening to happy hour with julie and liz we'll see you next week